0: You're listening to Over the Top Cycling Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We're on the line with Sarah Cooper, who is just coming off the Trans-Iowa race. A little better conditions than last year, Sarah?
1: Yeah, it was still pretty brutal, but uh, yeah, the weather was at least nice. We had sunny skies, 70 degrees. Perfect. Windy, though. Very windy, but uh, no rain.
0: Well, I've had a lot of comments coming in saying, gosh, I wish I was as strong as Sarah Cooper. She rocked it. Tell us about your race.
1: <laughs> it was good. Um, you know, the, the really hard thing about bad we- or good weather in the spring is that the road crews get out and they get real busy. And so there was so much new gravel. I have never seen that much new rock in the spring before. It was just, oh, it was kind of a nightmare to ride on. <laughs> but with the wind at our backs at the beginning we made pretty good time um, and then fought the headwind through the afternoon and into the evening and then the nighttime was when it really got hard um, there was a long a long stretch in between convenience stores and I, I ran out of water um, and food <laughs> I was without anything for about four hours so the last 80 miles were were just really, really difficult, but I got through it, so live and learn, I guess.
0: Four hours with that kind of effort, how did you avoid a major bonk?
1: I'm not sure that I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, <laughs> it, was, it was rough. I mean, I actually had a couple things that I could have still eaten in my bag, but without any water to wash it down, I was really afraid I was going to choke on it, because it had been so dry and dusty, and that stuff just really irritates your throat. So we just kept thinking, uh, surely this next town we're going to be stopping in and no, and we'd pass towns and no, nothing. Wow. <laughs> so that, that part was really difficult.
0: How many people were you riding with or were you out there alone?
1: I was alone for part of the day. And then I ended up in a group of five for most of the day. Um, and then, as the day got harder and things happened, people had mechanical problems. We just kind of fell apart. You know, it was, it was like the ax fell on one guy and then another guy and then me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then during the night, one guy dropped back to ride in with me. So I at least had, I had some company in that last, you know, 40 to 60 miles, which are really difficult. This race never gets any easier. You can That's one feature of it you can always count on is that it's never going to get easy. Um, so the last 40 miles were really super steep hills. So you're going up very, very slow and going down very, very fast. And with all that new gravel and being sleep deprived and, you know, it's the time of the day when the critters start moving. So I almost hit a rabbit on one of these suckers. It was just amazingly brutal very glad to get to the finish line
0: and so were you third in
1: no i was uh seventh Seventh in overall first woman
0: did you talk to the organizer afterward he had to be a little happier this year than last year
1: yeah i think he was happy to have some finishers this year um the race is what it is he puts together a hard course every year and if people finish that's great and if they don't then that's just what it is it's what makes this race special and it's why it's such a huge accomplishment to finish it because sometimes you just can't finish it (laughs) um yeah i think i think he was happy to have a have a year of finisher so
0: how many people were out there this year well
1: 120 people got in and there was Quite a bit of attrition before the start. I think I think they had eighty, eighty nine starters. I'm not sure if that's an exact number or not, but um, yeah, it was less than a hundred, so a small year.
0: And how did the course compare to previous years?
1: Well, I didn't see a whole lot of eleven. Relative <laughs> to <laughs> um, the the tenth edition, the the hills were a little bit more spread out. There was quite a bit of the steep stuff in 10 it was relentless it was nothing but up down up down up down it was like riding on the blade of a saw this year there was actually a little bit more of the longer gradual climbs um and he added a few more miles i think to to make up for that part being a little bit easier but (laughs) once you add in the wind and the, the fresh rock that we were riding on it i wouldn't say it was even a little bit easier it was it was just as brutal. It was just brutal in a different way.
0: And what was your setup this year?
1: I rode a specialized crux with uh, header ends plus wheels. Um, really, not a lot different than what I've been riding at all. I I, I used to have arrow bars in the front of that, and I I've taken those off. I I really don't use them very much on gravel. So yeah, it was pretty much the same setup I always ride.
0: That's funny. I was just going to ask if you use arrow bars when you're on the gravel. So obviously sometimes yes.
1: Yeah, I have two gravel bikes. One bike has arrow bars and one doesn't. I find that in the spring I can't use them at all. There's just too much rock on the road. Um, in the fall when the gravel's kind of driven off the road, it's, it's a little easier to use them. So I, I just use the bike that didn't have them for this race. And then and what, I would have been able I wouldn't have been able to use them for even five minutes <laughs> it, was it that rocky. Like
0: it. <laughs> what kind of a lighting system did you have?
1: I used a dino hub light. This is the first time um, I'd ever used a light like that. Um, i would had trouble with my lights in previous races and wasted time, and um, I've actually had training rides where the batteries died and I had to stand at a gas station and wait for the sun to come up before I could keep riding. So I ended up going with that since, um, you know, there's really not a lot that can go wrong with that system. You pedal, the light, the light goes on. So it was, it was perfect. I couldn't have asked for anything to work any better with that.
0: And this was sort of a training ride. How did you feel about your fitness as you're what now 45 days away from the start of race across the West?
1: Good, good. I felt strong the whole time. Um, I kind of knew that I was going to end up starving at some point, so I didn't ride too hard on the front end. I rode just hard enough to get a good good break off the front of the field and, and be in a good position. Um, but yeah, knowing that I was going to end up starving out there, <laughs> I just, yeah, you don't want to ride too hard on the front end. But no, I felt really good. Felt good. Didn't really have any trouble during the night with staying awake and I think if I'd planned my nutrition a little better for this event, it would have gone better, but it's just it's so different from road events. you just you never know what you're going to find where the sea stores are, what they're going to have, and with food allergies and stuff there just there just wasn't a whole lot that I could eat so it's that's really not going to be an issue at all though
0: now, as we come into the month of May, we're going to start checking in with you weekly as uh, race across the West draws near uh what do you have planned between now and then
1: race wise nothing nothing just training so there's there's a brevet that i'll do in may um and you know how that goes you end up riding to it and riding home from it and making it longer and (laughs) all that kind of crazy stuff you do when you're training for raw so i'll get the miles in and unfortunately we're hitting the rainy weather now so i uh, it's it's going to suck, but (laughs) it's Iowa.
0: (laughs) Well, Sarah, I'm very happy to hear that you had a good experience at Trans-Iowa yet again, and uh, look forward to speaking with you much more frequently in the coming weeks. Thanks, George. Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.